0: part of the show I always look forward to tonight John Raz I don't even know what your title is John Raz John Raz uh, is here domestic and international political consultant that is very uh, official John and Jill Colton joining us youtuber and media personality good to have you both all right I'm going to start with Kathleen Wynn cuz she was interviewed this morning and I don't know what she is talking about because this is what she said We're competing with jurisdictions like New York, like Seattle, like Alberta, who are also moving to or already have moved to a $15 minimum wage. So that's who we're competing with, and I want to make sure that we bring in and retain um, people here in Ontario uh, and that they can have a decent lifestyle. That's that's what this is about. Okay, so I understand this. We're now competing... For people on minimum wage like i don't even understand what she's talking about who are we competing with over minimum wage are we fighting to keep people in this country or send them out on minimum wage alex we are competing for
1: voters and there are more voters in the back of a tim hortons than there are at head office but
0: her answer just doesn't make any sense to me
2: no i, I don't understand it. it is strictly vote buying this whole 15 dollars minimum wage in what 18 months without any sort
0: of consultation
2: whatsoever
1: let's not let's not be cynical there's nothing wrong with Paying
0: people a fair and decent wage? Well, that's not the issue. I think most agree, fair wages are good. It's just the way it has been done. And she is getting the blowback from businesses who say we we could not possibly forecast for this. You
1: mean by law, through the legislature?
0: Well, no, she did not. Well, she did sign legislature three years ago saying she would not raise the minimum wage, and now she's done it suddenly.
1: My point is simply that there are lots of votes in it you could be cynical about that but there are lots of people who are living well below substance level who can't feed their children etc this is a very expensive place to live especially here in Toronto where we all live and I don't think that there's anything wrong with people paying people a decent wage I didn't understand your quote either I'm not interested in the comparatives I'm interested in what's going on for people here in Ontario or across Canada right
0: now Jill
2: um I feel like it sounds like it could be a good idea just a fifteen dollar living wage, but the truth is, these people will still have to pay income tax. And what really is the differential with fifteen dollars? I mean, it comes out to a couple hundred bucks, like per year, depending on what you make. So to me, it's just vote buying. And based on the article that I read, I mean, <laughs> we're eighteen days into this, you know, experiment, and now she's talking about bailouts for daycare facilities.
0: Yeah, I mean, if 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 she thinks that we're going to subsidize our way out of this, I mean. I mean, that is so ass-backwards. I just, it would mean that we are officially a socialist.
1: Absolutely. I I think you've gone a little far on the socialist. As to subsidizing daycare, Ontario should have followed Quebec's lead a long time ago, and daycare, and I say this as a parent, and I know you're a parent, and you're a parent-to-be, should be a right for families in Ontario. And if it needs to be subsidized, so be it. Why don't we systemically change that? I didn't understand that kickback, as you put it. I mean, you do one thing, then you throw 18 million or whatever it was. You say, that's, by the way, a paltry sum that goes nowhere across all of Ontario.
0: Right. And we could have all those great things, but we are carrying a 300 and it's moving up to $350 billion debt and it's getting higher. I mean, we can't afford it because we have way too much fat at the government. So I would love to think that we can get everything for free. But the bottom line is, Social care like medicine and all the other great things, education, they are falling behind and we can't afford it. So guess what? You can't afford to have, you know, babysitting taken care of.
1: But Alex, I I know if nothing else, you're a Democrat, you believe in democracy. Let's see what happens in the ballot box. And I'll tell you right now, I do not think that the conservative leader will be the next premier of Ontario.
2: Are you serious? Yes. Why do you say that?
1: Because I think that there is a hesitance by new Canadians and old Canadians alike to move away from a lot of structure that's been built to make people's lives better in Ontario, and no matter what you say about a very tired old party and full you know full disclosure as you guys know, I used to work with them and for them i well, think that's what happened I do Yeah, that's what happened <laughs> my looks anyway and uh that the conservative party are not really offering an alternative. I'd love to hear. Well, they have offered alternatives. It's
0: for me. Really?
1: Give me a quote. What's he said that you remember in the last six months?
0: It, first of all, he's put out his plan. You know exactly what he's running on. So you know exactly where he's going to spend. He's running on empty. I men- can't remember a thing he said. $1.9 on mental health care. We've never had that kind of plan. He's talked about doing an audit to say, to look at where all the money's being uh, wasted. There are a lot of things. He's, but the bottom line, his platform is You read out.
1: that on page 814, right? Because I didn't notice it. I don't remember him saying anything substantive in the last but, but six months. Here- and I've been dying out. Where are you? Where is the press demanding that he offer an alternative?
0: Well, here's the bottom line. As far as I'm concerned, Jill, in the next election, on principle, nobody should be rewarding the current government just based on their behavior and the waste and the scandal. So if you don't like Patrick Brown, that's fine. Vote for Andrea Horvath. Or you mean... Vote for the Green Party. The as economic
1: as stability, r- the highest education rates in the world. But if, if we've world. lowered the
0: bar so, long, so low, and I'll give you the last point on this, Jill, I mean, you just cannot reward government that is so undeserving... To, to run the show. I don't care if you vote for a tree. On principle, <laughs> I just don't think anyone should vote for this.
2: I agree. I mean, they have been in power for quite some time, over a decade now, and we are looking for some sort of change, even if it's a slight change. With all the corruption under the liberal government, I mean, I'm, I'm shocked that people... Uh, are not more fed up. I'm surprised that Kathleen Wynne still has, uh, you know, the percentages that she does moving into this election comparatively to Patrick Brown. Uh, And I just to me, it's just shocking. And this $15 minimum wage is just another example of that, because right now it's $14 minimum wage. Next year, it's 15. So we're already getting subsidies now. What does it look like next
0: year for business? Well, we'll see what the headlines look like in the next few months, because if they keep piling up, We'll see if that's a game changer. I want to switch to Amazon because that was a big announcement today. Listing Toronto uh, as one of 20 in the running to have its headquarters here. Now, this is a big one if we get it. It's $5 billion investment, 50,000 jobs. Trump, however, as you know, is making America great again. This will not sit well with him. So will he get in the way of this?
1: Well, you mean he's making America great again, one
0: porn star at a time?
1: What?
2: Hey, that's uh, not true. We know come. That's fake news. Come on. It worked
1: for, for Bill Clinton. <laughs> well, let's talk about Amazon. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the fact that it is exciting that Toronto's on the short 20 list. I even believe we might make the short five list. I don't believe we'll win. And uh, full disclosure, I worked for the currently elected mayor, and I think he's doing a great job of bringing investment to the city. I'm not sure Toronto is ready to be an Atlanta uh Uh, A Seattle-like hub at this point, we still have infrastructure problems, but our biggest problem is we don't have an MIT. We do not have a source blood for human intelligence that's going to feed these. I have friends who work at Twitter here and other big tech firms. They cannot find the nerds, the minds they need. And I think that might be against us. But that we're making the cut i think it's terrific
0: yeah but i I just cannot see donald trump uh being happy that a american company would want to go across the border i mean i don't think amazon wants the headaches i just don't think it's going to happen because of that
2: yeah i don't think it's going to happen at all i mean new jersey is already saying what seven billion dollars if the company goes to newark do we really have tax breaks i mean the bottom line is and
0: he's created that climate
2: Exactly. But you know what? Jeff Bezos would love to stick it to Trump. He absolutely hates Trump. So this would be just, you know, great news for The Washington Post, which he owns, and they
0: could just slam Trump Well, that, Trump that is an interesting point. There could be people that just say, up yours, I'm willing to, to pay a bit more yeah. in taxes. And, and, and then they would, okay, so what will Toronto do to negotiate? Maybe you've got this kind of inside knowledge, John, but will we be offering <laughs> up this, uh, this uh, you know, multi-billion dollar corporation, some corporate welfare to, to join our uh, our city? I'm I'm an amateur
1: at this particular file, but I do not believe we're going to get it. I don't think we're ready to get it. I agree that the Trump bias is against us. But let's remember, Amazon is just one fish in a pond. And if Amazon is prepared to consider Toronto, hopefully smaller startups or mid-sized tech firms will come here because this is a great place to live.
0: Yeah. All right. We'll leave it there, guys. We're going to come back 828. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll continue with... Our conversation here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. You're listening to Global News Radio 832. Great to have you with us. Jill Colton and John Mraz joining us tonight. Let's talk about the Liberal gas plant ruling because that comes out tomorrow. This is a trial that I covered, so I know it quite well. Regardless of the ruling, Jill, I think Ontario is the big loser. Up to $2 billion. It's widely reported that it's about $1.4, but when you total in all the costs of moving it, rebuilding it, it's about $2 billion that has been wasted on nothing but political gain.
2: Absolutely. It's unreasonable to think that they had the best intentions. Uh, Delta McGinty wasting a billion dollars. Now you're saying two billion dollars. The saddest part about the whole thing is the government has just gotten too big in this province. And we are seeing investigations happening by government. So how can we really expose the corruption and how can we really put these people in prison where I feel like they belong based on what they've done and how much money they've spent? Uh, if we have... We don't have private investigators. We have literally the government investigating the government. And at this point in time, I'm sick of it. I want there to be some consequences. And yeah. I don't feel like these people are going to go to prison. I, I feel like they will. I don't think it off. matters,
0: though, because for me, I mean, it, it, it doesn't bring back all the waste. And, and, and if they don't get a conviction, I think it will be because the crown uh, kind of like in the Sudbury situation, the crown is not capable of trying these kinds of cases. Because, as you know, in politics, John, there's a lot of gray area. So it's easy to find a hole to say, oh, but I thought it was okay to delete personal emails. So if they don't get the conviction, um, it's still, to me, does it stick to to win? I
1: think you're talking about two things here. First of all, first of all, you were talking about the gas plants, $2 billion. Last time I checked, in light of all of that, Ontario chose the Ontario Liberal Party. They had all that information. They elected well, No, them no, back. no,
0: no, no. In 2011, they did not have that information. They got rid of those uh, gas plants, bought the two seats, and then it was discovered only because they got a minority. And all of a sudden, the opposition said, oh, ah, let's see, something's going on here. And that's the only way it was. Uh, if this had been a majority government with McGinty, we would never have known about this. Ever. I totally agree with that. 100%. I I, I covered the trial, I I know. They would never have found it. Having worked at Queen's Park, there is enough oversight by the
1: judiciary, by independent bodies that we would have known about it. People notice when you start building a gas plant and then you cancel it in their backyard. And I'm not even defending those decisions. I had no part of them. In fact, didn't look right to me. But Ontarians knew that this was going on when they re-elected the Ontario Liberal Party. Well, they Party didn't know the costs.
0: They were told it was $40 million for one. Look, no one during that election knew that the cancellation of those gas plants, it, that came out months after the election. All the people in those ridings knew was, okay, the bad, stinky, possible gas plant that we're going to get is gone. We will vote Liberal again. It wasn't until far, far after that they got caught with their pants down.
1: Well, we will see because the voters will decide again. And prior to the break, I told you I do not believe The conservatives will win the next election in this province, which means I really believe that this is a dead issue. As to the judgment, whatever it is tomorrow, and I happen to know one of the individuals personally and worked around her, Mm -hmm. it seems to me that people are confusing apples and oranges. She and her partner, I guess, are accused of deleting material.
0: Well, David Livingston and Laura Miller are accused of of a number of things, but essentially of destroying documents um, in order that they never saw the light of day. And the reason um, that it was essentially against the law was because those documents were in an order, to keep it simple for people, in an order by the opposition to be presented at a internal hearing at Queen's Park, and they disappeared. And that's why it went over a line and is in a courtroom now. I can not even pretend to tell you that I understand the vagaries of all this, but right. I do know one thing. Going back and we to my point that the Crown firm, doesn't know how to try these at, cases. At
1: my political and security firm, we advise all our clients to understand that whether you delete anything on a local server, it has gone through another server, and that's an impossibility. Anything that's ever been pr- printed, produced online is forever, whether we like it or not. I cannot believe these two individuals believed that they were deleting anything except to the benefit, perhaps of their own party, and that anything would be permanently deleted. The guy in question was working with the OPP, and they trusted him Peter to Feist. manage.
0: What's that? Who are you talking about? Peter Feist? That's correct. A boyfriend who was taken in, and, and he didn't have authorizations. Look, I don't want to litigate it, because it's too That's complicated right. of a case right. to go through. But, but at the end of the day, I don't think it matters if we get guilt or innocence tomorrow, because it doesn't bring the money back. Prediction.
2: I
1: agree. No matter what the result is. The voters don't care. What they I don't want know. Well, well, I guess we'll see. is a $15 um, minimum living <laughs> I, wage.
2: I don't think the voters care either. I agree with that. I certainly care based on principle, and billions of dollars were wasted, and there's was nothing to show for it. However, we've had how many scandals under this government? We've had eHealth. We've had Orange. We've had you know the Pan Am slush funds.
0: like. What point do people say, I'm not going to vote for this government anymore? Well, when they stop getting free stuff, which you keep voting them in, you'll get. Let's uh, move on to uh, the hijab hoax, which is the story that just kind of keeps giving. Uh, The family, of course, as we talked about last night, has issued, in fact, an apology. And now some in the media are saying, in fact, it is we who need to apologize. Jill, do we need to apologize? Uh, No.
2: Apologize for what? We didn't do anything. It was a fake hoax hate crime. Uh, the thing that that article which stood out to me was the fact that the author didn't mention how many fake hate crimes we've seen since Donald Trump was elected. In 2016 November, that's when they started to soar. And they have been predominant in the media. Most of these hate crimes that we're seeing out of America have been fake and now we're starting to see it seep into our uh into most Canada really. is a big
1: word. There's been an increase, but not most. There is no majority is, of They have websites crimes.
2: dedicated to it. Literally fakehatecrimes.org uh you know they have I'm hundreds not, of them. I'm not Fake sure. News is well,
0: on
1: both sides of the aisle.
0: I'm not sure an 11 year old would be as sophisticated to do that. I mean, my big issue remains the school board who marched her out. So, if anyone is owed an apology, it is the school board apologizing to everybody. 100. P. And by the way, if my nine
1: year old pulls such hijinks, he wouldn't see a screen or his iPod for about five
0: years. Would you put I, him? In, would you put him in front of the media?
1: No, absolutely not. And I do not understand what the school board was thinking. Or the the parents. There's a lot wrong with this. And I understand what you're saying because whatever the accusations are, there are hate crimes out there. Absolutely. Right? And and every time somebody, whether it's an 11-year-old, but it usually isn't, an adult decides to be an agent provocateur to try and thread the needle, and does something fraudulent, it takes away from the genuine horror and stuff. Absolutely. Okay, so
0: uh, to your point then, right. why wouldn't the premier who seems with Mr. Trudeau to double down on this apparent uh, uh, vigilance we must uh, you know, put forward, why wouldn't she take the opportunity to say, hey, look, we must never joke about these things? And why has she not then said, I'm going to have an investigation and look into this? The board is under her control.
1: I hate to say it, I'm with you. She should wow. do exactly nice. that.
0: Yeah. And I do. I just don't understand why she has not been asked that question. Like, what are you going to do? Because the Board of Education needs to answer. I agree. And my biggest question is, how did this happen so
2: quickly? The investigation wasn't even completed. The police had just released the info, and within two hours, we Not already two, had a. It was Jilla. It was forty minutes. Uh, we have a press conference, and we have the parents there. Like on
1: the scroll in every subway station. I remember right. looking right. around, yeah, thinking, "What?"
2: You, you really right. have to ask yourself, how did this get put into place right, so but quickly? But I don't really,
0: I don't see heads rolling at the board, and until people are fired. I don't think the story's going to go away. But, of
2: course, we've got
1: this in the midst of a frame where the federal government are talking about Islamophobia a lot. What, based mm-hmm. on a
0: fake hoax. Contem- yeah. Quite, quite right. Right. Quite, it's a wedge right. issue. Quite so right. they're talking about to right. bring in a wedge oh, issue. Oh, back so to voters. Ex- yeah. <laughs> and where's Trudeau, by the way?
2: We saw his statement. He rushed out on Twitter to make sure he's condemning all Canadians, smearing us all as Islamophobes and intolerant people. Meanwhile, Perhaps he's he has having an- dinner
1: with the Aga Khan. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> And there won't be anything anything wrong with it, John. He'll tell you that. All right, guys, I got to wrap it there. Fun. John Raz and Jill Colton joining us for Counterpoint.